What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Kickback and Chat Shit. It's a monumental yes, day sure, for man. everyone. Uh, we're here in the building, in, in two different buildings, but we're here. And uh, Mike, what do, you, what do you have to say to the people? Hey, man, I'm just sipping this kombucha, bro. Like, hey, if there's one thing that you guys haven't had in your life is kombucha. I call it bambucha. I'm going to make my own. <laughs> But it's a bubbly probiotic. It's good for it's good for the gut. I mean, I actually coined this term with my brother: healthy butt, healthy gut. So, you know, if you if you want to have a healthy butt, drink you some kombucha. It definitely make your tummy feel real good. <laughs> you should. Um, <laughs> that could be the commercial right there. It's a healthy probiotic, healthy butt, healthy gut, and then it would be just like your smiling face. Exactly. You should put you should put your face as the as the um motherfucking logo. <laughs> oh no, man! I might scare people. <laughs> we'll, nah. we'll see. We'll see. No, nah, but in like in all seriousness and serious things, man, it's the day after the election, and we still don't have a president. Uh, so this election yeah. shit has been real spooky, and I've been and I've been talking. I've been telling folks like. We probably should change Halloween from October 31st in the United States to November 3rd. Because yesterday was a spooky-ass day. I ain't going to lie to you, boy. That shit was like, you watching the news. He's like, oh, Biden got the lead. Biden, oh, Biden don't got the lead no more. And it, it just so started looking real bleak. For people that For people that are listening, where, where do we stand at this moment? Right now, let's take a look. And, you know, this is not a political... This is not a political um, podcast by any means, but hey, this is life changing right now. We had two forty eight Biden with electoral electoral votes, and two fourteen for Donald Trump. So it honestly looks like Biden might pull through. Um, it's just so crazy because he had he does have seventy million of the popular votes, and Trump has sixty seven million. But it's just that shit don't fucking matter here in the United States. Um, it's all about the electoral. So, what college. is the yeah? What is the point of the popular vote then? Um, just to see who's uh who's more popular, but don't mean you're gonna get the award. Goddamn shit. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. look, yeah. I mean, I think, um, and not that I'm a political expert, but it's definitely gonna go to the Supreme Court because there's gonna be some controversy, and most likely it's gonna be. What did you say? Controversy. Yeah. Why don't you say it like how you usually say it? Because I'm on a, I'm on my uh, I'm on my Californian today. Yeah, controversy. Uh, um, yeah, no, I think I think uh, you know the Republican Party will probably you know put a lawsuit against the. I mean, they've already tried to for several things with different sort of voter suppression tactics. Uh, yes, I am Democrat. Um, so yeah, I think. I think it's a tough you're, time. You're a Democrat? I am. Uh, no, you know what? I mean, I, that's what I voted. But yeah, but it, I, I, you know what? I'm I'm stuck. I think. I'm anti. I, I think this is like, I think like having a political party is a thing of the past. Um, in all honesty, if there's someone that you can align with and someone that, that happened to be Democrat, then cool. It's just like if you got a friend. Happens to be black, happens to be white, Mexican, whatever, is your fucking friend at the end of the day. So whoever that you like really align with, I think that's how you should go. Let's say like 
Kanye West actually had like a really, what if he was like a real presidential candidate, was really coming like with change and thought processes and things like that. That was like, all right, you know what? I can rock with that. Granted, he just, you know, just threw his hat in the um, in the ring for no reason. So, of course, I'm not going to vote. But when you really just take a look at it, it's like Biden happens to be a Democrat. But in all honesty, I mean, granted, Republican can't go against Republican. But in all honesty, you just got to look at it. It's like whoever's just a better person. And I'm, I'm yeah, just kind that's, of, that's I'm just... of moving forward like that. Like, you know, black people don't got to be Democrats. <laughs> people from California don't got to be Democrats. Just vote for the right person, even though it usually tends to be blue. Yeah. All right. Well, look. That's a great way to end our uh, our political coverage of the 2020 election. <laughs> <laughs> the football political coverage. <laughs> and let's commence with something more entertaining and more uplifting, uh, yes, which, is this, which is this game that we love, kicking a ball around for fun. Um, and United with the loss. Yeah, well, the, the, let's, let's cover some, some Premier League action uh, to okay. start it off. And uh, there was one game at the weekend, I think. Well, two games, I'd say, um, from my point of view, that were really juicy. Um, Man United Arsenal on the Sunday and Leeds Leicester on the Monday. And the uh, Arsenal-Man United game was the biggest dud ever. Like, the most underwhelming game. You know, two teams that you would say are probably in similar positions in terms of rebuilding, in terms of some of the, uh, you know, the, the coaching decisions, in terms of bringing, you know, quote-unquote legends back to the club, yeah. putting a lot of faith in young players. The list goes on. But it was, a, it was a massive dud. And I think Man United definitely have to hold their heads in a bit of, uh, in a bit of shame. After winning 5-0 in the Champions League to then go lose 1-0 at home to Arsenal, I don't know. I, it, was, it was disappointing. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that in regards to the match. Um, I expected a lot more. Um, in all honesty, and with Man United, it just you know it's the up and down that is really killing them. Just they're not they they haven't been playing very consistent. Uh, Champions League play as well as today they lost. Um, so two two losses in a row at at the moment. Um, and I mean right now where are they sitting? In? They're sitting fifteenth, and that's mm. mad. And this is a, like I guess like the way that Arsenal and United linked up last week. That was the first time that they've both been at the bottom half of the table um, yeah. and playing since, like, I think, like, maybe since, like, the 30s, or maybe it might be the first time ever. I can't can't fully remember the stat. But Pogba is very disappointing to me. Somebody, I mean... You know what? I don't want to get it. No, go into it, because, because we've had our conversations back and forth, and those that are on football twitter will know that there's a an army of people that will defend pogba to the death for really i mean i have my theories as to why but i'd love to hear your analysis on paul pogba in and let's just say for this game let's just say for this game it just looks like he doesn't care honestly it just looks like he's just on the pitch he's like all right cool i'm just here he just has to show up it just looks like he doesn't care and with someone with so much fucking quality it just makes no sense We've seen him. We've seen him with France. We even seen him what two weeks ago? International break, two three weeks ago, playing with France. He looks like a different player. Yeah, and he pulls it out when he wants to, and you see it. But just like to lose the ball, doesn't defend uh, the penalty that he gave up. Terrible. All he had to do was push the push the man, um, push the man to the corner flag, and have him pass the ball back. Well, I think that it, I think it even goes further than that. 
track your fucking runners. Like he ran off the back of him. Like that's a, that's like, and that's fine. But he still had him contained. That no, was I know, the thing. But, like, but like, all right, yeah, it's fine. But it, but the reason he put himself in that position was from ball watching and laziness. Which for someone that I believe he's 27, 28 years old, is shouldn't be happening. And it happens on a consistent basis, him losing his runners. I would 100% agree with you that he doesn't look like he wants to be there. And as someone that loves Man United and wants Pogba to do well, because, you know, I think he's he seems like a nice guy to me. He seems like a very, very... Uh, you know, good person to have around the squad in terms of everyone seems to like him. But he just, again, I, I will echo your statement. He doesn't seem like he wants to be there. And it makes me really question, does he have the mentality to to be a great player? And I wouldn't I wouldn't classify him as a great player anymore. No, I wouldn't either. And I think it's just that simple. Um, he doesn't have the mentality. And the mentality of a great player is to want to get better day after day, game after game, year after year. And yeah. in the past, what, three years, we've just seen the decline of Pogba. We've seen the ups. And I would say the- I would say it's a two years, two years, two years. No, I, no, I, mean, the, I would say three up, years. I would, well, yeah, but that was like a, what, a month and a half break where um, he was good. Yeah. yeah. No, what I would say is that it's a stagnation of Paul Pogba. He hasn't gotten worse as a player. You don't think so. He definitely no. has gotten worse. He, he has gotten worse because the reason why I say that, the, the reason why I say he's gotten worse because you've seen, you've seen what happened after uh, Jose left. After yeah. Jose left, he had a, he had a fucking run and maybe like uh, Man United as a, as a team had a run. Yeah. He had a pep in his step. Yeah. He had a pep hey, in his step. He looked yeah. different. You know, he's, he gallops, but he was really galloping. Because that had ass. <laughs> what I said, oh, long leggedly. They always say <laughs> with the ball, but it's just like you know, you you've seen you've seen that he was able to like play at this level. So when I say that he's gotten worse, he's gotten worse to me because it's just like bad game, bad game, bad game, bad game. Then it's like good game. Then it's like bad game, okay game, bad game, bad game, good game. And that wasn't Paul Pogba of old. It was like yeah. you know. Consist. You know what you're consistently going to get out of Pogba, and you don't. You don't. It doesn't even look like he trains sometimes. The way that he just loses the ball, makes a bad pass, and doesn't yeah. track back. It's just like it looks like he's conserving yeah. his en- energy as if he just hasn't like even been on the pitch for a long time. Look, we could and, do a we could do a half an hour analysis. Look, of okay, Pogba. and before sorry, and before I go, the thing that like really gets me as a if you're a top player, if you're ever benched. You're coming back the next game like on fucking fire, yeah. And you're trying to you're trying to show them you're trying to show your manager like there's just no reason why you should bench me, yeah. He gets benched, comes in, doesn't play doesn't play well. Next game starts, still doesn't play well. So like I just don't see I just don't see the fire that he has. And I mean, if you're gonna sell Pogba, shit, you might just have to take <laughs> take whatever bid at twenty million or less. No, you know what the and look, all right, you you are right, and I'll not to not to have the last word on this, but what I would say is that even if he doesn't want to be there, a top player would put in performances week in, week out, so that in the transfer window, their market value maintains. It's almost like he's he knows he has a good agent and, you know, if all else fails or if he doesn't, you know, if, if shit hits the fan at United, he knows he has a good agent that can get him somewhere. But that's not the mentality you should have. Now, what I will say, 
Man United, on the whole, were disjointed. The midfield was horrific. They had no yeah. idea what they were doing. Um, the strikers were in the match. Bruno, I mean, but Bruno works hard. I mean, you know, he's going to lose the ball seven times out of ten, but yeah. he works hard, and you know that you know one of those, you know, three out of those ten balls will be good. He's always looking forward. He's always trying to get on the ball. I don't mind it. Fred and McTominay seemed lost in in a midfield with four central midfielders. They were trying to play a rotation diamond. It didn't work. But what I will say, Arsenal defensively were very, very good. And one player in particular, if we're we're going to talk about midfielders and players, let's look at the opposite of what Man United's midfield was. It was on that pitch. and Show the standard. That's the standard right there. Yeah, and and, and El Nenny and Thomas Partey were fucking excellent. I mean, Thomas Partey was a class above. He might, and you know what? I'm going to say it now. He might be the signing of the summer in world football. Mm, That's a bold statement. I have nothing to say to that. And I thought I did. And and what I will say is, look, I'm not going to get carried. Well, no, I am going to get carried away after one game. Of, I mean, okay. he's played. He's played more than one game, but I've watched him for Atletico multiple times. But he played a different role for Arsenal, and his quality on the ball, his you know his um his, his courage, passion, his passing. But as that's well. what I'm saying. His passing, his quality on the ball was just ridiculous. He was doing. I mean, look, and this is something that you would never teach a player to do. But in centre midfield, he was flicking it with the outside of his foot over players' heads to, to, to his teammates. But he had that confidence and, and that trust in his teammates already after being there for, yeah. what, a month to yeah. do that? So I would say Arsenal going forward didn't look great. William was massively disappointing. Aubameyang wasn't really in the game. Yeah. Lacazette should have scored. But, you know, they got the win. So credit where credit's due. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a great way to put it. I mean, you said that your second match that you liked was the uh, the Leicester Leeds match, mm. and I actually definitely have to do, disagree with you on that one. Um, I would say the Villa Southampton match. Um, uh, okay, I was talking about before the weekend. Those are the games that stood out to me. But yes, got you, got you. Um, the Villa. But let's talk. Up, let's talk about Southampton and Villa. Southampton. Um, we've been to we've been to Southampton. Yeah, that was. I mean, well, it w- <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that game. <laughs> we've been to Southampton uh, when we went to go see Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool play great match, by the way. Mo Salah, my guy, not really, but kind of <laughs> <laughs> when he scores. But James Ward Prowse, what kind of did you see his? Uh, what kind of sorcery is in that right foot? God, my goodness, man! He, I think there's like a magnet at that post. That shit was I know. bad. Two, uh, it's two like the ball was out here, and then <laughs> <laughs> uh, two mad free kicks. And I mean, w- what a game! What an exciting match! I mean, they went up four nil. Yeah, and then and then Villa just came with like some last minute heroics. Started with the sixty, the sixty second minute, and then you know ninetieth, ninetieth plus three, uh, then ninetieth plus seven. Um, I mean, exciting to me. That was the most exciting match of the weekend, um, for sure. I, I think we should say that, you know, and I, I don't know if you were co- going to cover it, but it is sad. Uh, Danny Ings today, I think, had to have surgery on his knee. So he's going to be out for six weeks. Sheesh. What, what, for, what was it? Look, I read something on Sky Sky Sports. So I think if it's six weeks, it has to be meniscus. Yeah. But the thing is, is that, you know, 
anyone that's followed Danny Ings, you know, he's touring his ACL twice in, in two different legs. He's been sold by Liverpool to try and rediscover his form. And he was lights out last year. Um, yeah. And he's been unbelievable this year as well. And, you know, he scored an absolute screamer in that game. He did. He did. So I mean, I, I mean, all the goals. I mean, especially for Southampton were like quality. Um, and then just to see that even with um, Villa not even giving up, um, still coming back from almost almost coming back and you know tying the match. Yeah, so, I know. Uh, incredible to me. That was that was just an incredible match. But it was uh, it was definitely a dark cloud over it with Danny Ings because you just seen like his resurgence uh, from you know playing at Liverpool, um, even playing under Klopp for a little bit. Yeah. Coming in, coming out. And he did good things. He just didn't have the, the enough time to really show out. Yeah. And then he went to Southampton and just banging banging goals left and right. So Yeah, that's the thing is he's banging goals in a you know, on their day, Southampton are a good team, but let's be honest, they're you know, they're a mid table. They're a mid table sure, team. For sure. And he's doing that at that level consistently in the Premier League. Um I was honestly surprised that a club like, you know, Tottenham or um even who else? You know, even Arsenal didn't go after a player like it. he's he's got the. I think he has the quality to play for a, for a bigger club. I think James Ward Prowse as well. He's he's been consistent for years. I think he's a good player. So you know, future. Well, I mean, it was a shame because Danny Ings was going to play for England, but I, th- I you know I think James Ward Prowse you know definitely should uh, should get a look for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing about Danny Ings, especially when he left Liverpool, was just more so not knowing how how healthy he would be. And yeah. I think after this year, if he's able to come back successfully, keep playing. I mean, he has five goals in seven matches this year, just in the Prem. Um, come if he come if he's able to come back, play, have another good season, he's definitely out of Southampton. Uh, I mean, he's twenty eight, um, probably twenty nine um, in July. So, so it's just he's like in prime, like, yeah. Yeah, he's in his prime, and I think they can really give another good like three, three to four years. Hopefully, he can follow on the uh, Jamie Vardy and be the ageless, ageless, ageless. Goodness gracious! It's not the, 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 the kombucha, ageless. kombucha got you tripping. I know it does got me. Sorry, booch booch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but if he can follow in, the, in like the footsteps of like a Jamie Vardy and avoid any more, avoid any more injuries, he definitely has a good four years in him. Um, oh yeah, to, to really you know be be at a top club. So I was I wouldn't say Tottenham is a good fit for him just for the fact of they do have um they do have Harry Kane and things like that, and he's not going to be starting over Harry Kane. He just needs to find like the right fit. That could definitely be Arsenal. Um, they don't really have anybody who's coming straight down the middle, and he could definitely be great with um Abba and um what's the young what's the young kid's name? Saka. Uh, Saka. Yeah, yeah, and Saka as well. So that could definitely be a great fit for sure. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, well, we'll see. We'll see. It's it's tough to tell, and and hopefully he comes back from that injury, you know, as sharp as before. Yeah. But what about like what about uh, what about Liverpool then? We don't need to talk about the. We don't need to talk about the team that is doing what they have to do. Um, <laughs> okay, not, that's it, what we're gonna call it now. The team that has to do what they have to. I I think so because Liverpool. And that's one thing I've been. I watched All or Nothing again uh, <laughs> with uh, Pep because I never finished it. I always got like to like maybe the last two episodes, just never finished. And to see the season that man that Man City was able to win the league and you know break all the records, a hundred points, and everything like that, 
to see how many injuries they had that year alone. Yeah. And to still win. Yeah. So one one or two injuries should not kill Liverpool if you're a great club. You find mm-hmm. a way to you find a way to win. And I think they've been showing they have been showing that in the Champions League. And as of right now, they have definitely been showing that um in the Prem. Uh, granted that it hasn't been pretty. And I'll be honest, watching them, I'm like, holy shit. Like they don't they don't look as good as they as they usually do. But seeing the sign of Jata, um, seeing, you know, the the front three kind of like making shit work. Definitely very excited to see if he uh, starts this weekend against Man City, uh, and that that is a very tantalizing and juicy oh, match. So. Yeah, because <laughs> City, because uh, City are, I mean, well, in the Champions League the other day, what was that yesterday? They played well, but I I think Liverpool are getting fortunate, and I think this is going to be a controversial statement, but it seems as if their luck is going their way. And what happens when luck doesn't go their way? Are they going to be able to do they? Because they're not playing well. And and I mean, and yesterday, it, yesterday they played well against Atalanta. And yeah. I, you would never think that they would beat Atalanta 5-0 ever. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. um, they're known for their uh, def- defensive ability. So seeing them just tear up Atalanta was like kind of crazy. But I mean, even when they played West Ham, they didn't look great. Played Sheffield United, didn't look great. When they played, um, I don't even know how to say the team's name, Mitchell Tillend or whatever how you said, they didn't look great. So it's like it's been like a, a roll of like maybe three, four matches that they didn't look great. Ever since the Everton match, Everton match that looked good and got robbed. Then uh, Virgil Van Dyke, yeah, defensively Gomez, and now they're starting you know different center backs. So it's where they're really lacking is just kind of like in the um what's it called center back center back position they just yeah. you just don't know what you're going to get on a day-to-day basis and i think they're just lacking that guidance and that structure that virgil van dyke brought there but they have to find a way and then Fabinho yeah. got hurt as well so they have to find a way to make shit happen and i think that if you're a championship team and you if you want to like look at yourself as a championship team you have to find ways to win and yeah. this weekend should be whew, <laughs> I'm tuned in, baby. So, so what? Mo Salah's gonna get another controversial penalty, or what's gonna happen? <clears throat> so, you think that was controversial? I don't think it was a penalty ever. Like, never ever. All right. So let me. Football let me is turning. If the, football is turning into basketball, if that is. All right. So let, all right. So. Let me just tell you something. Um, and a lot of people don't know, you know, Max Max is incredible, fast, fast footed, uh, really knows how to uh, get past the defender. But when I say that Max can go down <laughs> if a uh, <laughs> if a butterfly just flaps his wings, if he's in the box, Max is going down. So for him to even say anything about Sadio Mane. Or even excuse me, excuse no, me, no, not Sadio. No, that's no, I love Sadio. For him to, excuse me, for him to say anything about Mo Salah going down when he did get touched, do I think that it was the a very strong penalty? No. Do I think that it was a penalty? Yes. Do I think Max would have gone down if the guy touched him like that? Of course. So we talk about this, but I'm not playing in the prem. Okay, we talk about this, but you will definitely go. I've seen you go down with less uh, with less contact. Look, I think now, so there were two controversial calls. There was Harry Kane's mm-hmm. and there was Mo Salah's. Mm-hmm. 
and I think there's two very different things here. Talk to me. There's one player who's playing for a penalty. He's seeing an opportunity to get a penalty, and he's there's genuine contact that is going to knock him down. He knows he's going to get knocked down, and he and he chooses to position his body in a place where he's going to get knocked down. <laughs> if anyone can see Mike, <laughs> but Mo Salah is touched, realizes that he's not going to be able to get a goal-scoring opportunity now, and then decides to think, okay, well, what's the worst that can happen? I can just go down here. So he's not playing for a penalty. It's not smart. It's not, you know, it's not, um, it's not tactical. He just thinks, all right, I'm just, oh, I felt a little tiny touch. Uh, oh, well, VAR's here now. Uh, oh, okay, I'm going to go down. It's like Harry Kane's was deceitful, I would say, because okay, okay, it was deceitful because he knows, okay, uh, Adam Lallana's in the air. If I stand here and try and shield the ball, he's going to come over the top of me. It's going to be a foul. It's a foul anywhere on the pitch. But Mo Salah's is not a foul anywhere on the pitch. Um, I disagree with that, and I think that Harry Kane's is actually should be a call against him. But, but why the reason, though? The reason, the reason why? No, Harry Kane looked back. He saw him. He's like, "Oh shit!" And then he backed up. He um, what's it called? Uh, got Lalana jumped in the air. Harry Kane back under him. There's no. What is Lalana supposed to do if he's in the air already? I know. He didn't but jump why? into him. But Mike, anywhere on the pitch, if the ball's in the air and you're trying to shield it, you're gonna try and step in so that you can shield yeah, the ball. You can't shoot I ball. You can't shoot a ball in the air like that. The guy jumped up before you. You and can. He into him. You can. Oh my god. Anyway. Now, but, but what I'm saying, I'm not saying what Harry Kane did was right. I'm, I'm saying, not saying I, it's right. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying I don't think it's a foul. Um, on Lallana. I think it. I think it is a foul. I think it so is think, a foul. Oh, because okay. because and, and, uh, theoret theoretically. If Lalana does jumps just straight up, he doesn't jump into Harry Kane. Harry Kane can take that ball down on his foot. Okay, that's fair. Whereas Mo Salah was touched on his heel, wasn't even kicked. He was touched on his heel, put his foot back down, put the foot that he was kicked with back down, and then fell over. Okay, but hey, whose fault is that? The defender's fault. Don't put yourself in a fucked up position like that. So what? You when, can't touch you people that? in the box. No, but he he kicked his he obviously kicked his ankle. No, was he it a hard kick? Was it ankle. a hard kick? If you look at VAR, it definitely shows that he definitely kicked him. And it's all that's just happening very fast, and then you're watching the slow motion. Then you're like, oh my god! All right, so it's just <laughs> like, yeah. Do I think that both? I wouldn't say any of that was diving, at all. Do I think that there's a lot of diving that happens in in the prem? Do I think a lot of diving goes uh, without any type of like repercussions? For sure, and with especially with VAR, um, with happening, uh, yeah. with having that, it's like, yo, if you're gonna like look at it, give these motherfuckers a yellow card to stop, so, so, like them to stop. Yeah. So what's what's your stance on it? So like, say for example, a player is running into the box, they you know put a move on someone or they try a bit of skill, and they see that a defender has left their leg out. And they choose to run into the player's leg. Obviously, if they wanted to, they could try and hurdle the person's leg or, you know, try and avoid contact, but they don't avoid the contact. Is that wrong or is that smart? 
That's smart, man. You put someone put themselves in a position to uh to for that to happen, and you're and the thing is, at the end of the day, you still gotta take the contact. You can end up fucking yourself up. So it's just like, yo, it is what it is. See, that's me, what I'm saying. I think to me, as a as a striker, when I played, a lot of times I do respect those strikers that like to fight through it. So let's just, let's just go with like a Sergio Aguero. Yeah, if he sees that someone's coming into him, he will he will definitely try to fight through it. Um, he does that a lot. Sometimes you're like, damn, you probably should have gone down. You would have got the pen and didn't, and then still got the shot. And it's just like, ah, eh, yeah, you know, you can't really call it back because he did. He still had a goal scoring opportunity. Um, then you have those players, let's say like a Mo Salah or let's who else? Who or else? Harry Kane. Or Harry, okay, or Harry Kane for the sake of this conversation, um, and they'll find ways to make something that is that is not that bad look worse. And you know they don't really like most. Salah does not fight through shit at all. He's you put a hand on him, he's going down, and it's just like that's not I, a penalty. Okay, I, do I think? Uh, let me finish. Do I think that's always right? No. Do I think it's always a penalty? No. But okay. there's, there there are times to where it's like someone does put enough force that it does take you off the path for you to be able to score. Um, but VAR should be able to step in. But who I went, nobody has trust in VAR. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but that's but, the crazy thing is that the ref even went back to the VAR, looked at it. I saw that. And it was a penalty. still awarded a penalty. So you think it that was. was a penalty? It was. I mean, he looked at Harry Kane's too, and then what? Harry Kane. Uh, he looked at Harry Kane's as well. I mean, what about the? Um, oh God, what happened? There was another VAR decision in that game as well. Uh, oh, the goal that happened on Tottenham uh, when the, who got fouled? Who got fouled? Oh fuck! Hold on, I just need to check it right fast because I cannot remember. Um, but it was another VAR decision that happened in that match as well. And it was, let me see, let me see. Sorry, you guys. No, all, 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 all I have to say is that I, I just, I think Harry Kane's was on the, I could see why it was given. I can see why people don't think it should be given, but he positioned himself in order to get fouled. He didn't foul Adam Lallana and he didn't dive, whereas Mo Salah dived, in my opinion. Because if I touched your foot like that right now, you wouldn't fall. But you're if I should... At, you're not going at high speed. There wasn't high speed. They're, they're, high speed. they're stood in the box. He's got his foot on the ball. If But if I jump into the back of you, you are going to fall down. Uh, I mean, if whatever, whatever. If whatever so, what? So, what needs to be changed? Is it VAR or is it the rule? Is it the rule? Because because if they're awarding penalties for these minuscule things, then mm-hmm. maybe it's the rule that needs to be changed, not necessarily VAR. I don't know, man. the The, the thing is, like, once you get in the box, the box is tricky. So, like, once you get in the box, things like definitely change. There's some fouls that happen in the box that maybe wouldn't wouldn't have be, wouldn't have been a foul somewhere else, and it's just it's just very difficult to um to like ref the game the same way the whole time. Um, yeah, but I just don't think contact means a foul. I feel like nine times out of ten, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's
I don't think yeah. that every time contact is considered a foul. Maybe in this moment and the way that this ref, uh, this referee ref the game, that's what happened. But I don't think that's always always the case. Um, but like same thing with Brighton. Like for instance, at VAR we were talking about Hoiberg um, got fouled. Yeah, um, and then and Brighton got the ball back, and that was the ref looked at it at VAR for a long time, and he was literally five yards away from it. Did you do you remember that? Oh, the tackle that was the a tackle. terrible call. That was never ever a foul. Oh, uh, so but he didn't call the foul. Wait, correct me if I'm wrong. Hoiberg, Hoiberg had the ball and was going out of pressure. Yeah. Then he got tackled. Yes. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Excuse me. That was. No, didn't the player get the ball? The player got uh, – it, it was like – I think it was actually a foul. And see, that's the thing. That's the thing I with don't football. Think the player did not get the ball as much as we think. Like, they kept playing it back. And even the commentators like, oh, it's easy. It's an easy decision. Easy decision. The ref was five yards away. Then he went back to VAR and looked at the screen and just looked at it. He was looking at both. He was just looking like this. Looking, 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 looking. And he was like – well, it's a goal. <laughs> but it's just like, even with VAR, it's like we all look at things so differently. And so it's like no one's ever going to be right. It's not like there's a robot who's like, well, we made this call last game. This is how it's going to be called. And I know we're not going to a VAR, dis- VAR discussion. Um, but with diving, I just think that if we're going to be using VAR for certain things, there has to be. There has to be, like, repercussions if people are going to be diving in the box one right. way or the other. Um, but I do think that the most Salah, it could be tomorrow, uh, or it could be like what Sunday he plays. The same thing can happen. The referee may not call it, and you just got to be okay with that. They just, just that's just how it works. Yeah, you know what? And I, I mean, look, I understand players doing it because you know I've looked for fouls when I've been playing. Looked, uh, looked, or seek, or were you digging oh, for fouls as well? Both. I, had my fucking, like, I had my fucking binoculars out trying to find them shits. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen it, bro. I've seen it. But I think you know, Mo Salah probably is so driven to score goals that he's looking for penalties at all times. <laughs> he might be the most selfish player in the Premier League. Like he probably goes out there thinking, "Ooh, oh, it's I, I don't, yeah, that's a good I don't know. I don't agree. I don't agree." He is the most selfish player in the world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> even yesterday, did you, I'm not sure if you watched the Liverpool match, but there was a, there was a play. He he got the ball. Sadio Mane passed it to him. He held the ball up, and when I say Sadio Mane was on a fucking horse, mm. he was on his horse, just running down running down the lane, ready to beat the defender, and the goalie's out. Mo Salah just tried to chip the keeper. Instead of just playing an easy through ball with Mo Salah, I mean with Mario uh, with Sadio Mane just right open, he wants to chip the keeper. And I just got so upset. I'm just like, why is he like this? Why is so he like this? He even even, even Jata, the same thing. But the first the first match. Wait, uh, the Jata oh, I know, I know, I know the, exactly what you're talking about. And, and you're just uh, like, <laughs> I'm still glad he got a goal, but it's like, why is he like that? Yeah, it's weird. I'm funny. I was in a taxi yesterday and uh, there was this old guy and just randomly, we weren't even speaking in the taxi and he just like pipes up out of nowhere. It's like, oh, do you like football? And I think he's this, he was this old Lebanese man. 
And he said, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a Liverpool fan. And then for the next hour, he screamed at me about how much he loves Liverpool. But he came out with some incredibly interesting takes on Liverpool. And he kept saying that, um, rumor has it that Mo Salah and Sadio Mane do not get on at all. I can believe it. And he, but he also said, and which I completely disagree with, he said that Mo Salah is like head and shoulders a better player than Sadio Mane. And, <laughs> and, and I was, and I was arguing with him the other way. And I couldn't believe that he said that. But, you know, maybe, maybe what's, what, what separates them is that Mo Salah has that selfish tendency. And, and I'm not going to compare him to Cristiano, but that's something that separates Cristiano Ronaldo from a lot of players as well, is that he is selfish in, you know, almost like the uh, the feeling is if, if you want something done, do it yourself. And I think, yeah. and I think maybe if I'm, if I'm giving Mo Salah the benefit of the doubt, that's probably where his head lies, but he is a yeah. diver. So, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, they, they do call him Penaldo as well. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of. It's kind of the same thing, but I don't know. That's very. It's, that is an interesting take. Um, I, I mean, I couldn't believe that Salah and Mane don't like each other. But at the end of the day, as long as you're winning, it's probably never going to show. Just like how Kobe and Shaq didn't like each other. I think the last like couple of years, but they're winning, so it's you know it's all good. Um, yeah, but, but the thing is, is that Kobe would pass the ball to Shaq. Yeah, but he does. But they, they he does pass the ball. Like he he. He gave him an assist the other day, and yeah. they, you know, they they hugged if they're if they're not cool, whatever. They're doing a very good job of like you know concealing it. So, you know, it is what it is. But you have seen them get into little spats on the pitch as well, where yeah. you know Mane's looking at him like you know fuck you, bro. Like pass me the fucking ball. Stop doing that shit. So, I can I can definitely um, understand the frustration. But I would say I mean Cristiano and Mo Salah very different players to me. Granted, um, Mo Salah can't really keep his dribble. And there's things about him that, like, it, I think there were, if there were certain things that Mosalah did better, it wouldn't be as frustrating. But when there's a lot of times when there's people open and you don't even get a shot or don't even make a pass and you lose the ball because you can't yeah, control it, that's where you start getting frustrated. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's what the crazy thing is that this cab driver was trying to say. He was trying to tell me that Mosalah was a better dribbler than Sadio Mane. And I almost, mind you, I had to get from Northwest London to Southeast London. So if anyone who hasn't been to London, that's really fucking far. I almost got out of the cab. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the thing is that there has, most of had does like do some like incredible dribbles once in a while. So where you can eat like someone who maybe is not as a fair weather fan um, could definitely think that like, oh yeah, I remember when he did this and did that. But when you really look at like someone that affects the game, on a day-to-day basis, no matter if they score or if they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Sadio easily. Um, so I mean, it's it's just definitely very interesting to hear someone who's who is a Liverpool fan to say that. But look at statistics. If you want to be like a uh a statistician, you're gonna be like Mosala is head and shoulder you can easily say head and shoulders above Mane when it comes to you know scoring on a yeah. consistent basis, which he does. And could definitely be a penalty. Uh, which he does score a lot of those, and I'm surprised Mane doesn't take them. But hey, it's it is what it is, and he puts them away. So you got to give him credit for that. Yeah, uh, I think I think you know we love to see goals, and I think you know taking this even back to the whole 
is it a dive? Is it not a dive? You know, I think we have, maybe we should give the attackers the benefit of the doubt. Maybe we should give them the benefit of the doubt and say, you know what, that was enough contact to uh, to go down. Um, I'm not going to give Mo Salah the benefit of the doubt for that because he pisses me <laughs> off. But the rest of the attackers, I will give the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I felt bad because I feel like this is turning into a uh, Mo Salah uh, diss track. And I'm not going to say I don't dis- I-, I don't like him because I do like I do like him on Liverpool, but no, he's a good player. Uh, he scored. A, he scored a great goal yesterday. He know? did score a great goal. He did score an incredible goal. But it's but then he'll he'll go ahead get the ball and then lose it, and then like has this guy ever played football football before? So I don't know, man. Mo Salah is a very interesting character to me, and it's a, I have a love hate relationship with him. Uh, <laughs> my wife, my wife will tell you that as well, but. Just to kind of end on the on a very high note, Diego Diego Jota has yeah. scored more goals than Bobby in twenty twenty, and he joined Liverpool in September. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what are you saying? Is it Diego for president? Uh, I mean, I wish he was American because he'd probably be better president here. I would have voted for him for sure. Put him on that ballot. Uh, him for president, Kanye for vice. Oh, yeah, they got my vote. Diogo Jota, man. And all of his goals were really, really good yesterday. I mean, even the goal that he scored in the Premier League at the weekend yeah, was, was really good. Um, he works hard, man. He works hard, and I think he puts himself in great positions. And he is... I would say Bobby definitely needs to turn up this weekend. And I think it's going to start. I think it's going to start, actually. Really? The reason reason why I say I think he's going to start is because I think Klopp still has a lot of faith in him. And he wants to give him like that one one more chance. Yeah, show him that he believes in him. Yeah. Especially in a big match like that, you know. And then, you know, know what it is? It's It's a tactical and it's a mind game. You play him in a big match. You're like Bobby. I still fucking believe in you. I, you're still our number one. Like you know, you you got you got your little girlfriend. You got a little side piece on the side. Like I still believe in you, baby. Like you can do this shit. And then he goes out there, and he balls the fuck out. It's like, why you? Really, yeah, coach, you really believe me? I love you. I'm like damn, I love you too. I don't even want the side. I like the side piece, maybe. But 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 hold on. If he fails, and doesn't play well. He can never point his finger at Klopp. He's like, damn, he de- he definitely gave me a chance. He definitely gave me a chance, and maybe. Well, I maybe think all he needs to do is all he needs to do is go to the most Salah school of playing for a penalty, and he'll be in there. <laughs> but too bad he's not going to get to shoot it. Yeah, <laughs> Mo Salah's going to shoot it, so Mo's going to be like, yes. So no, it don't matter. No, it's going to be an exciting game, and you know it'd probably be. The two teams that will be, uh, you know, fighting for the Premier League title once again. I don't really feel comfortable making a prediction on this. Uh, I do. I do. You know, like the presidential race, it's blue versus red, and and I really hope blue wins. But I'm not gonna, (laughs) I'm not gonna put my neck out on the line and make a prediction. (laughs) Hey, that's a good one. That's a good one, man. Yeah, great, great matches this weekend. Um, We're definitely going to be covering them and um, talking further about those. But tune in. Let us know what your favorite match is. I mean, we'll be tuning in, of course, you know, with a magnifying glass to that one for sure. And yeah, um, shit, I ain't going nowhere. Lockdown starts tonight in yeah. about in about four hours. 
So, no, less than that. Oh, man, three, you better just, just to be outside right now. <laughs> in three hours. <laughs> so you best believe that we'll be there. But, look, thanks for tuning in with us and, um, you know, let us know what your thoughts are. And, of course, hit us up on all the socials. We have the Instagram. We have the Twitter. We're on all the streaming services. And uh, we definitely have some exciting things coming for you guys in the in the near future. Yes, sir. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend, you know, share share out there. You know, we're just having a good time on this podcast and, you know, we want to continue spreading the, spreading the good word. If you give me. Amen. <laughs> All right, you guys, you guys have a good one and stay blessed. Peace.